Good afternoon, my friends. Uh, Joe Zink, a lay pastoral leader of three Catholic parishes in uh, eastern Wisconsin, in uh, rural eastern Wisconsin, coming to you on this Monday, May 11th. Uh, I hope wherever you are, however you are, in whatever way you are receiving this, uh, you are well. Um, I come to you on this Monday, as many Mondays, live from my closet, uh, looking at my wife's apparel that all looks ironed and hung up well. Well, not all, let's be honest about that, but much of it. And um, I think I have good news for you today. I have put my phone on silent, so there should be no phone calls coming in. The dogs have seemed somewhat relaxed today. We gave them some some bones from ribs this last weekend that we had, and I think they are just relishing in the uh, the conquest that they had and are just seemingly more reticent today to, to be barking. So we might get through it okay. And thirdly, my daughter, Bridget, is uh, outside of two doors on the other side of this uh, having her guitar lesson, but she has not yet had her... Eddie Van Halen lesson on it, so I think we are going to make it okay through this uh, session today. So uh, again, wherever you are, I wish you every blessing this day uh, as we continue through this marvelous season of Easter, where we not only celebrate, but realize uh, the resurrection of our Lord continues to happen around us uh, within life, within spring, within nature, within creation, within us, within our relationships, within our spiritual life, wherever. I mean, the, the, the uh, I think, plan of God, if I may be so bold as to say that, and, and that may be too bold, but I, I do think the, uh, the idea of the calling card, as I, I've mentioned before, of, of God is resurrection, and that, that certainly doesn't just wait uh, for our death, uh, physical death. Happens all around us all the time. Anyway, there we go. Let's uh, listen to the Word of God. So we have been in the Gospel of John now for quite a while. Uh, We will continue that uh, through this Easter season, I suspect, probably, uh, for quite a while. Uh, And we'll continue going through the Bread of Life, uh, excuse me, not the Bread of Life discourse, the Last Supper discourse of John. We started that when we entered into John chapter 13, I believe, last Thursday. Uh, We are now in John chapter 14. We started that on Friday. We will continue through John 14 today, uh, skipping a few verses from what we heard on Friday. So for those following along, today, John chapter 14, verses 21 to 26. John 14, verses 21 to 26. So let's uh, listen to the Word of God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. Whoever loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. Judas, not the Iscariot, said to him, Master, then what happened that you will reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, Whoever loves me will keep my word. And my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling within him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. Yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the Father who sent me. I have told you this while I am with you. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. 
the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Again, I've mentioned this many times, won't dwell on it at all, but that whole idea, John just is bringing us back to it constantly. Uh, Jesus and the Father are one. Jesus and the Father are one. And here we hear about the advocate that Jesus will send, uh, whom, or excuse me, whom the Father will send in Jesus' name uh, that will be within us. So again, that very Trinitarian aspect of God, that, that God the Father and Jesus Christ uh, are one, and that the advocate, the Spirit, whom the Father will send in Jesus' name, that third aspect, that will dwell within us, brothers and sisters. We have to know that's real um, and, and that that was real from our baptism, that that was real confirmed. Uh, and and uh, when we said yes in our confirmation, um, brought about even to a more full sense. But that dwelling of the Spirit, I mean, how incredible that union between God and Christ is the very union uh, that uh, God through Christ in the Holy Spirit is asking of us, and and brothers and sisters, I don't I don't say uh, again in any judgment. Um, you know, you may be sitting there and say, "My goodness, I, I have not experienced that union." Um, yeah, I hear you, but that doesn't nullify it. That doesn't say that that's not the goal of of what God in Jesus Christ has for us, because He clearly says it here: "I and the Father are one." And uh, when Jude Thaddeus asks him, you know, hey, how come you're not revealing yourself to, you do reveal yourself to us, but not to the world, he says to him, listen, we're going to come and make our dwelling within you. Brothers and sisters, that communion that we experience uh, as Catholics in the Eucharist, um, which is taking Christ within us, that is already present within us in the Holy Spirit now. Not by any works that you and I have done, that we have earned it, that we may boast, as, as I mentioned before. But in God's grace, that there is that place within you and I uh, that the Holy Spirit dwells, that, that we may go in in those quiet moments and in which we might commune with God, because that's the desire and so we may or may not have experienced that I would urge us not to rely on feelings uh, to trust that God relies within us. But, brothers and sisters, I also urge us in silence. And not just silent prayer where we're thinking all the time. I mean in utter silence where we let words go and we just say, God, be within me. And we just allow it to be where we may probably, it's, it's more of a contemplative idea, uh, centering prayer that we may experience that presence of God within us that is real. Here's the other thing I want to talk about. First line, Jesus said to his disciples, whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. You know, I think it's really easy as Westerners in, in this Western civilization to think of faith as a head game, that faith is something we believe. Uh, it is a statement of belief. My goodness, every time we go to Mass on a weekend, we, we say the creed, you know, as our statement of belief. And, uh, and the, the priest says, let us now proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. 
Uh, and, and it really, you know, after our baptismal vows, you know, the, the priest says, this is our faith. We are proud to profess it in Christ Jesus, our Lord. All those are real and true, but it leads to the belief that faith is a head game more than it is, uh, so if I may use this, that orthodoxy, which is right faith, uh, is more important than orthopraxy, which is right action. The two are, are both sides of the same coin. To say one is more important than the other is, is ridiculous. However, I think in our modern Western civilization, we emphasize orthodoxy, the right faith of words over the right actions. And I think this gospel of Jesus should blow that up and, and realize, my friends, the, the importance of right action. Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. Not just who has them. Hey, we can, we can have that statement of faith and we can say all the right words, but if we do not observe them, we are like that wonderful gospel, my goodness, where the, the father has two sons and says to the first son, hey, go out into the, into the fields uh, and, uh, and work for me. And he says, no way, man, I'm not going. But later he thought uh, better of it and went out and worked. And he said to the second son, hey, go out into the fields and work for me. And he says, you bet, dad, I'm, I'm there. But later thought differently, didn't go anywhere. And which did the will of, of the father? Or, or we, we skip from that to Matthew chapter 25, uh, where Jesus separates the sheep and the goats and, uh, and says to the sheep on his right, you know, enter into the kingdom of God, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. Uh, thirsty and drink, and we could go through the whole line. But that importance, not only, brothers and sisters, of trying to understand our faith intellectually, that's the beauty, it's one of the things, I love many things about Catholicism, but one of them is we do not have to check our, our minds at the door, uh, that we have a reasoned faith, and we should engage in reason and question and do all of that all the time. But, brothers and sisters, it must lead uh, to working in the field. It must lead to feeding the hungry uh, and bringing drink to the thirsty. And it must lead not only to hearing the commandments, but observing them. Let's, uh, let's take time to pray. We are on the glorious mysteries now. And uh, the first glorious mystery, of course, is the resurrection. So let's take a moment. And if you have an intention for which you uh, would like to pray, uh, I invite you to... Uh, to come up with it this time, and let's pray together. Let's begin, then, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The first glorious mystery, the resurrection of Christ. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And this is for all you Packer fans out there. I uh, Okay, yeah, I'm talking to you, Chris Richter, uh, down there in uh, Houston. So this was something I was going to add into my little reflection and totally got off base and forgot it. An article I was reading this morning on the drafting of Jordan Love. So uh, for those who aren't Packer fans, the, the NFL draft recently uh, happened about two weeks ago. And the Packers, who have one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of football in Aaron Rodgers, drafted in the first round another quarterback. And their GM, Brian Gutekunst, was asked beforehand whether he would uh, draft a quarterback, and he hemmed and hawed, said he might, and then they asked about Jordan Love, the, the quarterback that the Packers did um, draft. And he said, ah, oh, you know, he said varied mixed things, that some things he liked, some things he didn't. Uh, but then he ended up drafting him, and they brought those things up to him later and asked him about it. And the article said, basically, listen, it doesn't matter what Gutekunst said what you want to look at is not what he said, but what he did. That will tell you what is important to him. I think that goes along with our homily today. Not the Packers, just this example of it doesn't really matter sometimes what we say. It matters what we do. Brothers and sisters, be blessed. I look forward to being with you tomorrow. Bye-bye.